if you can't rock on that, then you probably ain't saved. This is Apostle Baker J. Oh Baker, who is a <laughs> who is a doctor in psychology, welcoming you to the Tell It Like It Is, the Kingdom Way on this Monday. Monday before Thanksgiving. See, I wore my Thanksgiving shirt, but I'm wearing my traditional hat. And I have Apostle Calvin Cook on today, and we're going to wind him up and let him go. But before we do that, push the button, share this with people, share it with your friends, your enemies, share it with everybody, because what God is going to bring forth in him today is going to challenge you. It's going to provoke you. I want you provoked to stop thinking the way that the world thinks, to stop thinking the way that you were taught to think and allow the spirit of God to think through that mind that he gave you. So before I preach the whole thing, I'm going to welcome my brother, Apostle Calvin Cook. Come on, brother. Hi, good, good, good afternoon, Dr. Baker, Apostle Baker, my, my sister in the Lord. I'm your uh, sister, period. I'm your sister in the Lord and I'm your sister, period. You don't need okay. to identify it and put it into may I, may I finish my sentence please no. <laughs> I, told you about, I told you about correcting me in public now <laughs> amen so anyway let's move on forward okay go for it go, now, go Thanksgiving to you by the way that's one of my most favorite times of the year uh, not necessarily because of the holiday part of it but the fact that my family gathers together all my grandbabies and my nieces and nephews, uh, they come by the house and you know, I don't see them a lot because they're all grown folk, many of them. And so uh, uh, they got their own lives. But uh, I love this time of the year, uh, the Thanksgiving up to the Lord. And, and so, yeah, praise God. Uh, let's, let's, let's roll here and see what God is saying to us. Uh, when I was just, I was having a, yeah, you got your hand up? Uh, yes, uh, you didn't clarify. I mean, I, I, I'm not correcting you in public, uh, baby brother, but you didn't clarify that I am your sister, sister. See, you, you, you got to make sure that the people understand because they need to understand this blessed relationship. Because, well, uh, my God, if they don't know by now, then uh, remember that song? I hate to sing it publicly because it could cost you ratings uh, on your program. So I'm not going to pray. If you don't know me by now, leave it alone. Okay, let's move into the gospel. Then. All right. This morning early, I, I've been taking a, a little uh, thing of steroids because I had injured myself. And so they're trying, they gave me steroids to eliminate the uh, inflammation. And so as a result of that, though, uh, one of the side effects of these steroids is you can't sleep. So about two o'clock this morning, my little eyes popped right on open, just right, bam, I was open. And the Lord began to say this to me, remember. I said, what? And I mean, I mean when he did it, I, I got right on into it. I went through every scripture in the Bible that had remember. <laughs> I was working this morning early, trying to find, because whenever he speaks to me, there's a word, connected to him speaking to me. So I went through the Old Testament canon. Remember, don't remember the former things. Don't remember the things of all I remember. And then don't remember that. I went through that and it didn't resonate. I said, well, that's not what he's talking about. What is, 
What is he saying? Remember. And then he began to walk me to where he wanted me to remember. And he was saying to me that he wanted me to remember. That's why the word remember has re on it, because he said something to me that he wants to remind me of. And he also said, the reason that I want your mind renewed is not there's nothing wrong with your mind in terms of where you live in the earth realm. But your mind is worthless when it comes to kingdom living unless it's renewed. He said, so what I want you to remember is that you're not from here, that you're planted here. And I gave you instructions before you left my throne room on what you are to respond, what you are to release that's of me. And I want you to remember who you are and what your responsibilities are to me. And then he gave me Romans chapter eight, of course, that's where he says that the, the spirit of God will come because you don't know how to deal with the situation that you're facing and you don't know how to pray as you ought. So the spirit of God will come and remind you of the things that he has said and remind you about your assignment. It's not just remind you what you heard in church, but to remind you of your eternal, uh, uh, your journey in him. He's here to remind you. We need to acknowledge him. He needs to be acknowledged in all of his ways. He wants to remind us that we're not here to promote any human issues. We're here to release the kingdom of God. You're not here to make America better. You're not here to make anyone better. You're here to bring forth the kingdom of a living God. So the citizens of his kingdom can become colonizers and begin to release the life of the father back into a dead earth, dead places. And then just wants us to remember. And he just, I mean, I went through every, I, I don't know how many uh, scriptures that I went through this morning, but I was working until about five o'clock in the morning. I worked looking for the significance of the word remember. It's just like renew, a refresh. Uh, uh, when it talks about restore, it's not talking about restoring to a common image, but restoring the original image, restoring what God's original intentions were for us. So I'd like to go to, if we could, in the tabernacle today. Yes, ma'am. You're going to mute. I can't, we can't hear you. I need to hear that lovely voice, please. You're, you're muted. Okay. I, I can't hear you. Okay. There it is. I was trying to okay. work this thing. This is an electronical thing. So it didn't, didn't work the way I wanted to. You made a statement and I want to ask you something. It's really asking you something. When we do what it is that you've just said, doesn't that when the kingdom of God actually comes, and we do what it is that we're to do, doesn't that him himself make everything better? Yeah, that, see, that, to me, that is the key, Doc, uh, uh, Apostle Baker, because if we're, not, if we're not initiating his original intentions, then we're, we're, we're not going to be successful. And if we exert all this human energy and all this praying and all this fasting, and all these performances that we do on Sunday that we call church and all these machinations that go on in the building, that if you don't have this, then you don't have the right, 
you know, we even bring in people. My son, Josh, uh, he was in a church and they paid a million dollars for a profiler to come in to give everybody on staff a profile to see how successful the church could be. And they told one of the members of the church uh, uh, that met the profiler and he interviewed her. And this is what he told the man of God. He says, she's too black. She's got to get rid of those braids. She's got to present a more even package of what the church we want to present. You see what I'm saying? We have almost turned the church into a humanism factory. We are more concerned on what people think of our outward appearance than we do the character that we carry for the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And one of those reasons, because we forgot, we didn't remember whose image we are supposed to be representing and how we present what we do that we call, matter of fact, the word Christian, uh, this whole thing, Christianity, is a, it's just become another religion because it, it's, it has the same features of every other religion. We have our little set of rules. We have a little thing we do. We come in, we sing a couple of songs, A and B selection. We do this, we take an offering, we beg for tithe, and then we go out to Denny's and we get a happy meal. Everybody's pretty much does the same thing. Well, in some of them, they do beads, they burn candles. It's all part of religion. Amen. And see, if you study your history, you and I talked about it, you'll find out that every denomination and everything that we got going on came out of the Catholic Church. Every one of them. And you don't have to call me a liar. All you have to do is go to your history book. And come on and look up uh, Luther, Martin Luther, and, 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 and look up the origin of everything. Look up the Greek, look up Socrates and Plato and all those guys. And the church is built on, on, around those people. And when you go to the Bible school, they teach those. You can't get graduate from school unless you have Plato, Socrates. Come on, somebody. You can't even get out of school unless you have that brainwashing in your head. And most of our organizations in America are set up under those tenets of those people. They even make you study communism in college and all this crazy stuff. Yes, they do. So what I'm saying to you is if we don't remember, instead of duplicating heaven and the earth, we'll duplicate Nimrod. We'll duplicate men's systems. We'll duplicate men-run controlled organizations. And they become the enemy of the advancement of the kingdom of God. And that's what we've done because we got 45,000 now denominations who become an enemy because we didn't remember what our assignment was. And we did not remember that we're not from heaven. We're citizens of heaven from the commonwealth of heaven, which means we have wealth in common. And it's not get the money. It's getting the riches and glory that are in that Christ Jesus that, get, that facilitate us getting the money. See, once you have the riches and glory of Christ, money will come. See, but if you if you're gonna get if you're gonna get gimmicks and, and and charlatan and and carnival activity around money, then what you're gonna get, you're gonna get a bunch of immature people to end up broke because they gave all their money to all these crooks. And that's what people do. And then they get mad at you if you call them and say, you're not supposed to be judging a man of God. Well, first of all, that's not a man of God. That's mammon. A man of God would never do like that. And so anyway, I'm not here to do that. I'm here to take you to uh, uh, the 10th chapter. You'll let me take you there really quickly. Uh, I want to show you the thief uh, and how that plays out in the tabernacle. So, Joe, if you could put up that tabernacle picture for us. There it is right there. Now, when you're looking at the book of John, the 10th chapter, you're talking about the tabernacle. Okay, let me show it to you. It says, 
I assure you, most solemnly say to you, he that does not enter the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way on a stone wall or uh, any other way, uh, is a thief and a robber. So he's talking about people, not the devil here. He's, this chapter has nothing to do with Satan. Now, I believe Satan is, but this chapter has nothing to do with it. I can prove this to you. So if you look at that picture of the tabernacle on the screen there, you'll see a gate, a, a colored gate with purple, white, and, and, and scarlet on there. That's the gate, but it's not to the tabernacle. It's to, it's to the outer court. So you don't get into the tabernacle until you get into that tenant area you see in the background there. That's the tabernacle. This is the court of death. This is the course. He said, you enter the courts with thanksgiving and it's courts with praise. Enter the gates with thanksgiving. So when you come into this gated area, it's because you have the expectation because the Spirit of God has drawn you to your salvation. Because you couldn't come in the gate unless he draw you. And he says, you, if you come in without him drawing you, then you're a thief and a robber. If you try to come in that gate and engage God without going past the requirements in the outer court, that man is a thief and a robber. Let me keep reading it to you. I'm going to show you something here. Now watch this. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheepfold. Uh, watch this. The protector and provider. The doorkeeper opens the gate for this man. The, do the doorkeeper here is your soul. He says he knocks on the door in Revelations, he says, to get into his house, to get into his thing. And your soul is the one that porters what comes into your life, through your emotional realm, through your intellect, through your mind, your will. The porter is the one that opens to music, opens to fornication, opens to this, opens to violence, soul, whatever it is. It determines whether God gets full in or God gets left out. Because we still have the soul, which is the seed of our decision making. So we say, now let me read this to you right so you get this thing straight now. You got to get this straight because we're playing games with this thing. And we're blaming the devil when it's people in wrong systems that are thieving and stealing out the potential from God's people because they want to be renowned. They want to have a title. They want to have this position. They want to be in hierarchy. They want to be elite. And because they've done that, they stole away the purpose of coming into the gate. Now, come on now. Church was never meant for you to come in and celebrate a man, celebrate a doctrine, celebrate a denomination. It was only there for you to worship a living God. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, it was never meant for man. These courts are the courts of God, not the courts of men. And if you come in there wanting grandizement, you're a thief and you're a robber. When you make the people of God bow down to you, when you make the people of God make special arrangements for you, you become you want things greater for you because you become in a greater position. You're stealing and robbing away from the things of God. Okay, let me take you a little bit further here. We all, I, I, uh, uh, I wrestled with this because I've seen so much stealing going on and they're blaming the devil for it. Now, I will tell you this. Now, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a not educated individual. I know what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, that Satan himself uh, can become an angel of light and come in the gate because he got into the guard. Don't tell me he can't get in the gate. 
he got into the garden. He got past the gate of the gatekeeper, Adam. And he presented himself in a place because God said everything he created was good. Now, Adam doesn't know that that, that serpent's not good because God said he was good. You're not listening to me, are you? And so what the Bible says is Satan will come in like an angel of light. And even his ministers have the ability to transform themselves as ministers. Yes, they do. Of light, not darkness, but of light. And if you're still on the breast sucking from the milk, you won't know if they're good or evil because you have not stopped being a consumer long enough to find out what's going on around you. An enemy wants the church to be a consumer church. I'm going to get my blessing. I'm going to go down there and get mine. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to another conference. I'm going to lay on the ground. I'm going to get slain out. And I'm going to lay there. Bless God. I'm getting mine. In the meantime, the person that you're listening to is an angel of light. And he's come to steal, kill, and destroy the purposes and the destiny of God's people. Glory to God. He's come to take your inheritance. He's come to steal your treasure out of your treasure chest, which is your heart, where the kingdom of God abides in the heart of his people. He's come to steal. It's the bishop. It's the apostle. He says they're, they're false apostles. They're false representations, uh, representations of God's people because they're not the original intent of the Father was not to take anything from you, get anything from it, but to bring something to you so God could flow through you. Okay, let me get back here. I got, I'm getting an attitude. Let me get getting, over this. Get, getting an attitude? Not an attitude then, okay. Okay. All right. Now, there's so much of this is going on, and now Thanksgiving's coming up. Now the prophet's getting ready to prophesy now. Because if you don't give to them before Thanksgiving, then the blessing of God ain't going to come upon you. Because they got the Thanksgiving uh, prophets. They got the Halloween prophets. They got the Thanksgiving prophets. <laughs> I'm surprised. They got the resurrection prophets. <clears throat> Let me behave myself. And they, they're gimmicky. They're gimmickers because they only show up when there's an opportunity to get more money from God's people. That's the priesthood was never supposed to get money from you. They're supposed to get the glory and the riches of the God to you so they can flow through you to the generation that you've been assigned to give those things to. You never were meant to get anything from anybody. You're, you're supposed to be a, a, a flower. Something flows. You're releasing the essence of a God that has fulfilled you. That is your everything. That has become your everything. And let me read this thing. Now, I notice that uh, when, you, when you're not able to do that, that means you're not getting everything that God has for you to be able to be able to do that. That means we need to stop for a minute and find out why am I not able to give? Why am I always in need of someone to give me something? It's because the religious, the religious system that we are, are uh, uh, wasn't the right system because uh, we let the Catholic Church come in and pollute the things of God. You can get mad, but if you just do your history, just listen to me. Everything's in history is already written down. You don't have to be mad at nobody. Just go study. I tell people, quit getting angry and stay stupid. Go find out what the, what's, what's going on so you can join in to the intelligent train 
and find out what God is doing. Don't just get mad at the preacher because he went and did some research and studied and found out and not afraid of you to tell you the truth. See, one of the things I, I, I really get afraid of is the men of God have become cowards. Yes. They, they, they're afraid to tell you because they think you're going to leave them and take the time. Yeah. Listen, babe, go on and do what you got to do. I'm going to tell the truth. If you want to get on down the road, uh, you and the yellow, what's the name, the lion and the, and the scarecrow and all them other rascals want to run down the road, you can do that. But the truth will set you free. And when it sets you free, you won't be caught up in the trap that people trap you in called ignorance. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Let's go to this thing that we were talking about before we were uh, on the air. We were talking about the Catholic Church and the reason that we say this, the reason that we know this, and I've been preaching this forever. Number one, when you look at it came from the world, the world system was mixed with that. If you if you read history, if you study history, you will see where the kings and 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 the priests in that church where here it was, they 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 collaborated together so that that system would come in there. It was rulership one to another. One gave one one part and the other gave the other the other part. And so this is what propagated in the church. Martin Luther, all of them, every last one of them, they brought this thing in. Nothing ever changed. So Catholicism has been something. This is the reason that you have people even today talking about that the Catholic Church is our mother. The Catholic Church is our father. The Catholic Church is our, all of these things, everything that the word of God said not to do, what happened, it happened in Catholicism. So the world system is what the what the majority of church and I don't care what nation you're in. It is not just the United States of America. No, no, it's no. In Europe, it's in every other nation. It's the same thing. And this is what allows uh, 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 communism and all of these other things to come in and breed in what we call the church. But then God brought forth this thing called God says, remember, it's a kingdom and it's my kingdom. And That's right. here you are, my people. I build my church and my church is you. And, and the gates of hell will not prevail against this truth against who the truth of the kingdom is. And so we're supposed to live in the kingdom. And when we live in the kingdom, as Apostle Cal said earlier, when that comes, then that comes when we're living in the kingdom, the way that we're supposed to live in the kingdom of God, then everything else comes into alignment because right things have been set right. Wrong things have been set right. So I just wanted to interject that. Uh, 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 Apostle, only a little rat poison is needed to kill the rat. And just a little bit of this misunderstanding about we're not attacking the Catholic people. It's the system that is demonic. Because, because it's not God's system. Why do you think we have Lutherans? Because Martin Luther's last name was Luther. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And why do we have Protestants? Because he protested. I'm, I'm trying to see that these things didn't come from God. But he never, even though he protested against the Catholic Church, he never left the Catholic. He remained a Catholic to his death. He defended the statues. Come on, somebody. The bowing down and the bead. He never, he never got, uh, oh, y'all don't want to hear me now. Anyway, 
let's get back into this thing here. I'm just telling you, there's a thief out here, and he's more. It, 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 the thief is more prevalent than we want to pay attention to. And then when someone mentions the fact that there is a thief, ah, there he go. Yeah, no, stop all that mess. Stop all that right now. And let's time to grow up. And at least go check out. All you got to do is Google. What I like about it, you say, Google, give me the history of this. And it'll show you line upon line everything I'm saying. That's what I like about it. So you don't even have to uh, ask anybody else. You can just go sit down by yourself, start praying in tongues. They got uh Come on, take the spirit of stupid off of me and let me understand what you're saying about where we're going. And we can't go forward with mixture. We can't go forward with another man's religion. We can't go back with a thief. We can't go back and go forward with an angel of light. We can only, oh, let me move on here. Oh my goodness, let me move here. I don't know much time, but let me move here. Now, so I said the doorkeeper is your soul and the sheep hear the voice and pay attention to it. And knowing that they will listen, he calls his sheep by name. He don't have too many people. He doesn't know who they are. Moving on out of there. He calls them by name. He leads them out to the pasture. And when he, uh, uh uh-oh, and when he has brought all of his own sheep outside, he walks ahead of them. Nobody's on top of anybody in the kingdom. He goes, all the true shepherds go before the people, not over the people. Okay. And he follows them. Because they know they follow him because they know and recognize his voice. Now I want you to see something. This this inner court picture there, where you uh, that you see in the background, Joe, put that next picture up. I want to show them what it looks like close up. That one we put up at first. Praise God. See, this is what you're looking at now, close up. This is the this is the sheepfold. This is the door. He was at the gate, but now where the five stanchions are, that's the door to the sheepfold. And watch how he does it. This is so cool. He shows you that how he keeps the sheep is through these fivefold ministry giftings. He's letting you know that in the New Testament canon scripture, he's going to keep the sheep through the fivefold ministry government. As they come into Christ, the keepers of the gate are the fivefold ministry apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And they got crowns on their head. That means they represent the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of man. And there's brass on their feet, which means they stand in judgment of the growth and maturity and maturation of the stature of the people coming into Christ. They are the measuring rod for the body of Christ. And the thief won't measure you. What the the thief will do, they'll fleece you so there's nothing to measure. But the true shepherds, the true called out government of God will maintain you until you are mature. They will never release you while you're immature. They'll never release you when you don't know how to talk to your wife. They'll never release you when you're still not settled, pay your bills and know how to do things on time. They'll never get you into ministry to represent God when you're still stealing away the purpose of God because you didn't come into full stature because nobody cared enough about you to tell you the truth that you're not ready. And so this is what the true shepherd does before you come into his fold. And then he says you can go in and out because now he can trust you outside the pasture and the wolf won't be able to steal you away because you know his voice. I could take you on further, but I think we're, we're getting close to our time. Uh, am I right or wrong about that? Yeah. I can't hear you. We have less than a minute. Okay. So we have time to do our commercial. Okay. We want to remind you of the convergence in February in February uh, in Houston. We also want to remind you that we uh, this is Thanksgiving week, and we 
We bless you in this Thanksgiving time. You don't have to send us anything. If you want to give into this ministry, um, you can you, you can do it. The information is there. We're here telling it like it is, the kingdom of God way. We touch many different things today and next week we will touch more, but we want you to start to study. We're provoking you to think and to study. We're not trying to do it for you. We're trying to help you to be provoked, to study yourself. So we will see you next week. This is Apostle Baker and Apostle Calvin saying, we will see you next week when we're here to tell it like uh -oh. it is, kingdom way. Bye-bye. Wow. Okay. That's